Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast. Today, I want to talk about something incredibly important, and that is the important balance between flexibility and structure when it comes to your team. Now, it's standard in business these days to offer flexibility for your team. So whether you have employees working with you in an office environment, they may still be working flexibly, sometimes in the office, sometimes at home, or whether you have a team or people who are subcontractors working for you. It's really normal that people now work in a flexible way. And I guess it's one of the big benefits that have come from you know the, the pandemic and the COVID experience that we've all been through. However, it's really easy for your business to become unstuck when you're operating like this. You know, you'll know if it doesn't feel like it's working well when you feel like timeframes are blowing out, when you feel like you don't know when you're going to get a response from somebody. And this is a conversation that I have with a lot of my clients where businesses start to become unstuck by the flexibility that is on offer to the team. So, the ways that it can start to feel sticky and icky and and stop feeling effective is when you don't know when you're going to get a response from someone, you don't know when they're working, you don't know if they're going to get back to a client in time, and the team and the flow in the team and the flow in the communication starts to slow down. So, Often what can happen is this offer of flexibility to other people can actually end up feeling like everyone else has got flexibility but you. And you might find yourself waiting around for a response or getting more involved or jumping in because you're not sure if someone's going to do something in the timeframe that you want it done. You may find that communication really blows out and something that you think should only take a couple of days or a week is suddenly still dragging on weeks and weeks later because a conversation is taking longer than it should. So it's really easy that flexibility without the right structure can start to feel like everybody else is getting flexibility, but you in fact end up with less flexibility than before. You're more on than ever before and it may not feel great for you. So that's what we're diving into in today's episode, how you address this challenge, how you offer flexibility to your team while making sure that you too get flexibility and making sure that your team continues to be as effective, as productive as possible. And we're going to talk about the balance between offering flexibility and yet having a structure that everybody's working within so the business can flow, the business can be efficient, and it can really operate like that well old machine that everybody wants it to feel like. Okay, so let's dive in. There are definitely huge positives from offering a flexible working arrangement to your team. You know, benefits in attracting great people because so many people want that option now. There's also the huge benefit, of course, of retaining people as they go through various changes and stages of their life. The flexibility can really serve them. And of course, there's the financial benefits to your business. You know, somebody who works flexibly across the week can 
often do the role that, you know, traditionally or 10, 15 years ago, we may have defaulted to just putting another full-time body in place to have somebody always around. So there's financial benefits, there's hiring benefits, there's retaining benefits, there's lots of benefits to your business. However, as with most things, there are also potential negatives that come along with this. And the potential negatives from flexibility is when things aren't being completed on time. If deadlines are being missed or they feel like suddenly the efficiency of a project is really blowing out and when the flow of communication starts to slow down and get delayed because of the flexibility that people are enjoying. Now, I see this playing out all the time in so many businesses, and it's particularly difficult in fully remote teams. And there are some minimum things that you need to have in place to make sure that the flexible working arrangements are working for you as the CEO, as an entrepreneur, as the business owner, and to make sure they're working for the business. So flexible working arrangements need to work for you the business, and of course, the team member. And I want to take a moment to point out that I'm talking about three different entities, I guess, that it needs to suit. There are three people, there are three entities in the arrangement. You know, you can think of it as a triangle and the flexible working arrangements needs to work for all of them. You, as the individual, as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, Secondly, the business, it's got to work for the requirements of the business, so the flow of the business, the turnaround times, etc. And of course, it needs to work for the team member. So the flexibility that they want needs to match what's on offer and what suits the business. Now we're going to dive into that in a moment. You know, these three different entities that we need to take into account, these three different points of the t- of the triangle, but Before we dive into that, let's look at the structure that you need to put in place so that a flexible working environment works for you, works for your business. And the first one I want to talk about is how critical and important it is that you have set communication times. These are times when everyone is on regardless of the flexible schedule that they may be individually working to, there needs to be set communication times when everyone is on. This might look like a weekly team meeting that everyone attends and or it may look like a set time of the week or multiple times in the week when everybody is online and therefore there's able to be quick question and answers going back and forward. So basically if you know something needs to be turned around, that's when it can happen or you'll know that if you're waiting for a response from someone, that's when it'll come in. So set communication time is the first little structure that you need to put in place and have in place in your business for flexible working arrangements to actually work in your business. The second one is knowing what flexibility is on offer based on the requirements of the individual role. So there's no point in saying you can work flexibly to get this job done and hoping that the person you're saying it to, the individual in the role, knows what you mean by that. If you have somebody, for example, in customer service answering emails, it's a daily job. So flexibility in that role might mean working every day to clear the inbox and responding to every email within 24 hours. 
It might even be checking twice a day. So checking in the morning and checking in the night. So when I say know what flexibility is on offer based on the requirements of the job, I mean the flexibility on offer in that scenario I'm talking about is I don't mind what hours you work as long as you check the inbox before 11 and after three, five days a week. Or maybe the role is one where it doesn't matter when the things get done, as long as they get done within the week. So the flexibility that would be on offer in that case is you can do the job anytime between Monday and Friday, as long as it gets done by Friday lunch, for example. So with every role, there will be minimum requirements that shape the flow of the work that defines the success of that role. And that's what you need to be clear on because that will form the basis of the structure that will make that individual successful in a flexible way in that role. Where flexible working often goes wrong is when you as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, as the business owner aren't clear on those minimum requirements. When you are thinking too flexibly and you leave it up to the person to work that out and to apply their judgment. Because often their judgment doesn't quite meet your expectations. And whilst we can hope and pray and keep our fingers crossed that the person gets it right, if you're clear from the outset what flexibility is on offer and you're clear about the requirements of the job and you state those expectations really clearly, then the person is able to work their flexibility within those clear requirements that you've discussed. So that's the structure that helps the individual to be successful on an individual basis, as opposed to the communication structure that I talked about the first tip which is how to get the whole team being successful, working together as a team and flowing information between the team. This second tip, so knowing what flexibility is on offer for the role, is about supporting the individual to perform successfully in their job as an individual. So the third tip that I want to share with you is guided work hours. So yes, you can say to people, yes, you can work this job flexibly. Yes, you know, there's flexibility on offer here. We're a flexible working environment. However, for you to be able to organize meetings, have a flow of communication and function as a group of people, a team, rather than a group of individuals, you need to know when people plan to work on a regular basis so that you can actually thrive in a flexible working arrangement and not spend the whole time going back and forward trying to coordinate, well, what day this week would it suit us to to talk? What time can you do? What time can't you do? Et cetera, et cetera. So I recommend that each person joining your business or in your business shares with you their regular planned work hours. So I suggest that this is a structure that they offer to your business which is ongoing regular hours as opposed to an ever-changing, oh, this week I'm working Mondays, Thursdays and Fridays. Oh, this week I'm working Tuesday, Wednesdays in the afternoons and then I'll pop back in Friday mornings. Because for you as the entrepreneur, you as the CEO, as you hire more and more people, the workload builds up for you administering each of those people that works for you. And it can build up really quickly, particularly if you have a lot of subcontractors, a lot of part-time people, for example, you know, even though you might only have one or two full-time equivalents, if you have four, five, six people working on a subcontractor or part-time or casual basis, and you're trying to keep a track of their moving, changing, weekly, flexible hours, you're giving yourself this huge job. 
So the structure that you need there is roughly planned ongoing hours that they're going to work in your business. And sure, last minute things come up, they always do. But having that rough plan means that you can know that if you need to talk to somebody last minute or talk about something or have a last minute meeting, you know roughly when that person is likely to be working and you can you know, make a decent suggestion and minimize that going back and forward. So the last structure that you need to have sitting behind your flexible working environment is a monitored give and take environment. Now things are going to come up, life comes up, and that is definitely where flexible working can really benefit both parties. But it's also a place where resentment can easily accidentally build up, where you can end up feeling like you're being taken advantage of as the boss. And I've also seen it on the other side where the team member can start to feel like they're being taken advantage of, that they're giving more than they're getting. So a give and take environment is great where it feels like, oh, okay, you know, you're flexing there, we're flexing here, but you also want to monitor it in some sort of way so that the minimum requirements and the structure that I've talked about, that will guide the monitoring that will guide well it's okay if you work if you know if if you're not working on friday morning as long as you do x y and z so it's got to be some sort of openly discussed and monitored give and take environment to make sure the flexibility is fair is on par and ultimately that the job is being delivered the way it needs to i want to circle back now to the triangle that i talked about so the three entities where the flexible working arrangements needs to to suit. So firstly, the first point of the triangle is you, the leader. You need to be really clear on what works for you as an individual, what works for you as the CEO, what suits your leadership style. Because frankly, you're the one who's here for the long haul. You're the one who's here for the marathon that is business. So the starting point of any flexible working arrangement needs to be What do you need to really feel safe, to feel in control and to be able to elevate into your role of CEO and be able to focus in your zone of genius? What does flexible working mean for someone else in your business from the lens of it feeling great for you? That's your starting point. Most entrepreneurs, and I'm pretty sure you listening to this here, has a flexible brain. And what I see happening all the time is that it's so easy for you to flex around what's going to work for somebody else. And if you haven't given this good thought up front, then of course, whatever flexibility is presented by the other person is suiting them, your flexible brain will think, yeah, okay, we can make that work. No worries. And it's only later that you'll realize, often through resentment building up, that actually this doesn't feel great to me. It doesn't feel great to me if you only work on a Monday and a Friday because I'm picking things up on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It doesn't feel great to me that you want to spread you know, the 10 hours over five days of the week and only do two hours in the morning because I've realized that actually I want to work in the afternoons and I really need somebody who can turn around things within the day. There's two very different examples of how you can realize later that somebody else's ideal flexible working environment doesn't suit you and how you like to work as an individual. Secondly, it needs to suit the business. Now, I've started to talk about the individual requirements for each role in your business, and that's what I mean by it needs to suit the business. As the CEO, as the entrepreneur, as the person in charge, 
you need to sit and really critically look at what is the flow that's required to be able to deliver to your clients the promises that you've made. So what flow is necessary in the business? Do you have a commitment, for example, to clients that they'll get a 24-hour response on the emails, in which case the flexibility that your business can offer to the person in the customer service role is well, you need to work every single day because somebody needs to get back to clients within 24 hours. And if I want you to hold responsibility for that, you need to work every day. Or you might have a business that doesn't get lots of random emails throughout the week. And in fact, somebody getting back to somebody within a week feels fine, or you don't really get many inquiries at all. And, you know, you've got a really good frequently asked questions section of the website or something like that, where most people, you know, an automated response can send them an answer, for example. So what is the flow of communication that's required in your business? When you think of the delivery to your clients, how fast does that delivery need to happen? How often does it come up during the week and what's the right cycle for your business? The answers to that question will determine what flexibility can be on offer, both from an individual and a role basis, and how much interaction do people on the team need to have with each other? So those two questions will answer what the business needs from a flexibility perspective. So the business need was the second point of the triangle. Now, the third point of the triangle, of course, is the needs and preferences of the person doing the role, the team member. Now, this is where hiring is critical because you need to hire a match. So somebody whose flexibility desires what they need and want to love their job and to love their life, we needed to match your requirements and the requirements for the business. Because if the business is constantly flexing to the person's needs, then most likely you as the business owner will find yourself picking up the job, picking up the person's job and probably resenting it later. If you as an individual, you feel like your personal preferences are being flexed to meet the team member's needs, then you're likely to start feeling resentful and you'll most likely start to resent the imbalance. And that might look like, I feel like I offer this person so much flexibility and I don't get it back. And I've heard lots of people say that. So for flexibility to work, it needs to have structure sitting behind it. And I've given you three really great tips in the podcast today. And for flexibility to work, all three points of the triangle need to be in sync. It's got to work for you as the business owner. It's got to work for the business who has its own requirements. And it needs to work for the person executing the role, so the team member. And when all those three points of the triangle are feeling in sync, that is when you'll get this flow of communication happening, this this rhythm and this flow of working together. And when it's out of whack, that's when it's going to feel like the flexibility might be working for them, but it's not working for you or the business. So I really hope today's episode has given you some interesting food for thought around where the flexible working arrangements in your business may not be working quite as well as where they could be and some suggestions for some structures and some things that you can put in place to make them feel better. So I hope that episode has given you some food for thought when it comes to offering flexibility to your team and having a structure that sits behind it to make sure it works for you 
as the business owner and also make sure it works for the business and the way you want the team to operate. So as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts, see how this has landed. Maybe there's something that's come up that you think, oh, yep, that's missing. That's really landed for me. I'm going to go and implement that. If that's the case, I'd love to hear it. And as always, if you want a hand making any of these changes, implementing these structures in your business, then come on over and book a Dream Team Discovery Call. I'd love to chat to you. I'll pop the link in the show notes, but you can always get it over at paulamaidens.com. And until next week, have fun. Have fun.